Getting yeah. a little better. Is that better now? Can you hear me now? It's like the Verizon commercial. I can hear you now. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Okay. I can hear you now. Got uh, the four-year-old is watching some Pokemon, so you might hear a little bit of that. Is this better? <laughs> yeah, a lot better for sure. All right. Yeah. So you never know it. where this stuff works and where it doesn't work. I know. I've been doing it from. Um, I've been doing stuff like that from my bedroom for work for like the last, you know, three weeks. It's been fine. So it's kind of weird. Hey, your mom is on. Hey, Miss Skirfield. She is. Hey, mom. I told her I was doing a video with you, and I don't think she was going to miss that for anything. So, I love you. I'm a big fan of hers, so yes. Good to know we have one fan out there, you know. That's right. Um, yep, I'm wearing my Astro shirt today in light of the Boston Red Sox ruling that came down yesterday, which I think was total BS if they didn't get in any trouble at all. But, yeah. Anyway. That's not fun. I'm a, As you know, I'm from here, lifelong Astros fan back in the Jose Cruz days. So disappointing what's happened over the last few years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody first. I, I appreciate you being on, Drew. Um, and for those who do not know Drew, um, well, first of all, you're missing out. But uh, Drew is the host of Texans TV for the Houston Texans, his senior integrated – what is it? Senior what's – your, what's the rest of your title? I'm messing it up. Senior Integrated Media Manager. Senior Integrated Media Manager. Yeah. Uh, this is your 12th year with the team, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Started in 09. And so I thought it'd be great to uh, to chat with you today, Drew. Uh, obviously, the NFL draft is coming up this weekend, um, starting tomorrow, most likely for the Texans. Um, so we want to talk about the draft, but I also really want to talk to you about just how this whole um, – crazy pandemic has has been affecting the world of sports um obviously you know no games are happening right now and you guys are all having to work from home um and this is the second episode of uh the scurf show and I had to start it out with some of my favorite people so really appreciate appreciate you being on here and, and our whole goal here is to uh spread some positivity and i, I couldn't think of a, a more positive person to have on than you man Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, you talk about adjusting with like during this pandemic and working from home. You just saw the top of uh, another head. That's Oliver's. I mentioned his. It's my uh, four-year-old son. Say hi, Oliver. Hi. Hi. Hey, Oliver. He's with me today. Uh, my wife is out running errands with the other three, so they'll pop in from time to time. You're going to hear my dogs barking there. Yeah, right there. Uh, the I've, we have two wiener dogs. And, hey, can you go let her out? And she sees squirrels outside, so she's going. Normally, I do these things in the master bedroom where we started, away from distractions, but it's just not uh, – I guess the for some reason the internet doesn't work on, on Instagram, so I apologize. Judge no, this me. is the real deal, man. This is great. Um, I uh, A little more about Drew's background. Uh, the pride of, of straight Jesuit here in Houston – yeah, record-setting uh, swimmer and runner back in his heyday. Um, no also, set. Now the uh, the host of Texans TV, as I mentioned, um, you and I worked together for shoot probably four or five years with the Texans yeah. back in the uh, Gary Kubiak days. Um, Drew is the on-air talent for video on HoustonTexans.com. Can be heard on all team-related shows, including Texans Extra Points, Texans 360. Texans buzz on ABC 13. Uh, and you're also 
Uh, one of my favorite things about going to Texans games is seeing you uh, on the video board for halftime, pregame, the postgame shows up there with Chester Pitts, uh, doing your thing. And not to mention on the internet, uh, you've got several shows. Dear Drew, tell me if I missed any of these. Dear Drew, Drew's Dozen, Puntos Extra, and La Voz de los Texans on HoustonTexans.com. No, uh, La Voz de los Texans, that's Enrique Vasquez. He's the voice of the Houston Texans in Spanish. So I do Puntos Extra with him. With so, him. Yeah. You sent me, I think that was on your bio that you said earlier, and my Spanish is, is so bad that I didn't even catch that part of it. Yeah, hey, you know, who's counting, right? Um, yeah. Frank your Jennifer. Hawaiian is great, though. Your Hawaiian is great. He just introduced me. So if you didn't know this about Nick, he lived in Hawaii for, what, four or five years growing up? Uh, five years, that's correct. Five years. And when we went to cover the 2012 Pro Bowl, which was right after the 11th season, Nick had all the cool spots uh, mapped out. And I was like, how do you pronounce that word? Is that the Lack Lack Highway? And he's like, no, it's Leaky Leaky Highway. I mean, he had, had it all broke. You, you nailed all that stuff. So it was good. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, Go Hawaii. Yeah, hence the Hawaiian shirt, Hawaiian background here. Um, you know, figure we we got to try and bring the festivities up a little bit. What, what are you What are you drinking there? I was I was with Ryan Lachane yesterday from Riel drinking Miller Lite. I take it that's not a Miller Lite. No, a little early for that right now. I do like Miller Lite, uh, but I'm just drinking an ice water right now. Right on. Hydrated, so I uh, got a big night, big weekend ahead because it's the draft. So yeah, I want to, and you're all business. So yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to definitely talk about um, the Texans draft and, and yeah. where you think we might end up this weekend. Uh, some of the players or positions the Texans might be targeting, what the whole setup's going to be like. Um, also want to get into your background coming from uh, Texas Tech, uh, your old work days, I should say, there at Texas Tech, where you did uh, TV with Mike Leach. Yes. Um, of course, you went to SMU, also known as the USC of Texas. Uh, which, which we can SMU. talk about. USC is the West. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, and maybe some other stuff we'll get into. But um, really to start out, I, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, what this has been like in, in the sports world. You've been with the Texans for 11, 12 years now. And um, I can just imagine what a, what a shock has been for everybody. But for you, <laughs> this is a much different setting for you than working at NRG Stadium. Um, you know, how did this all play out when, when the rodeo was shut down and everything like that and uh, yeah. the team had to no longer exist as it usually did? Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. I mean, I, I alluded to it a few moments ago. Like, I've got little, you know, Oliver's waving a popsicle just there just a second ago. But, uh, okay, stop, stop, stop. Uh, every year, just to start things off, every year during the rodeo, I'll dress up in a suit and tie and one of our players will – He'll wear like a cowboy hat and a cowboy, sh you know, Western shirt. And we'll go through the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Carnival. And we'll just, we'll shoot a video. And we'll, it's, and like most of the people there don't know much about the Texans a lot of times. And so they see these two people, one of whom's in a suit uh, and the other one who's pro usually enormous walking through and they're like, what is going on? So it's always like a, a fun little sight gag. Well, we were going to do that this year with Jacob Martin, who he's, he's from Houston. He was, you know, raised, raised in Houston. So we were set to go, and uh, it was going to be at noon on, like, a, a Wednesday or Thursday. 
and we, we get there and like 11 o'clock, one of the, the, my friends from you know, media relations with the Texans came in and said, Hey, it doesn't look like we're going to do it today. Something's going on with the rodeo. We're not quite sure. 20 minutes later, they held the press conference and they were shutting down the rodeo because of this. And I was like, mm. this is bananas. And then like a week and a half later, everything got shut down. And we had been told to work from well, home were, for about a week. Sorry know? to interrupt. You were probably really sad to miss the Lizzo concert that Friday night, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the rodeo. You know, I'm from here. And so I, I just love this time. Of year. It's the best time of year. You know, yeah. The rodeo. I like Lizzo. I, I don't think you as much of a Lizzo fan. I was joking, but I like, yeah. you know, I like your songs. Just, I don't know many. I just know the ones that are on the radio, but uh, yeah, you know, it was just a big bummer. And that was, I mean, that was just one small domino in, in one of many that's happened in, in this whole thing. Hold on a second. Hey, hey, you got to be quiet. All right. Go watch, go watch the show. It's, it's okay. If he keeps going, it's probably the most entertaining part of this whole interview anyway. So I'll turn this off. I will hit. I will turn this off. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just so weird, you know. Like working from home, and I mean, the day starts differently because the kids, like I mentioned, I've got, you know, he's got an older brother and sister that are twins that are six. They're in kindergarten and they're doing their Zoom learning online. And you know, my wife works, and so we've had to. She's got a job, and she's working from home now. And so you have to parcel up your day in so many different ways and, and, and work in so many different ways. And, and hey, we've got it. We're lucky. We've got jobs. I'm, I'm not complaining. It's just it's mm -hmm. a new challenge. And it's, it's something different than uh, what we were doing, you know, for however many years uh, prior to this. Yeah. Our, our friend Debbie the Texan uh, is on yeah. and said she was working at the rodeo, second favorite time of the year. Same, Debbie. I know. It's, yeah. it's the best. It's yeah. I, hope I hope you're doing great, Debbie. Debbie's a teacher. Debbie knows what's going on. I mean, I, I can't imagine. It's given, like, we always appreciate, I know you, I'll speak for you here. We always appreciated Not the first time. Not the first I, I, time. I, and it won't be the last. But I know you, you appreciated your teachers from growing up. You appreciate what they do now and, and the, the great task that they have. But it just reinforced it and, and made it come home, having to do all this stuff and, and having to teach these kids. So it's it's tricky, man. Yeah. I remember, yeah, you got it made if you're when you're wor working for the Texans. As far as you can't have better proximity to the rodeo, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. Oh, yeah, um, it's great. I remember going. I mean, you could literally walk out of the offices there at NRG Stadium, um, and you're at the cookoff, or you're literally in the arena. You know where everything's going on. Yeah, of course, traffic and parking and all that's really terrible for like a month when you're working there. But I mean, I bet you could give anything to have that stuff now. Totally. I mean, yeah, like a year ago, I was walking down the hall uh, around this time of day. Yeah, 3.15, I was walking down the hall, and I heard I heard the sound check going on for the next night or that's that night's show. And it was Amarillo by Morning, which is a George Strait song. But Garth Brooks was playing it. He was, he was playing that. I guess he covered it that night or the next night. And it was just so mm. surreal knowing that that's going on. You know, one of the all-time greats is, is covering a song from another great. So, yeah. So what has the transition been like and how have you been doing your job and, and how has the team uh, been operating? Are coaches, you know, doing meetings? Are they, you know, they're doing like a bunch us. of Zoom calls? They're like us. They're working from home. They're Zooming. They're, they're, you know, on the phone, getting in touch with prospects, all that stuff. So it's the same type of thing. I mean, they're, they're having to adjust as well. And um, obviously technology is, is taking over and come to the forefront 
and been so much more important through all this. But, um, you know, my job, like for instance, on Saturday night, you mentioned those shows that I host Saturday yeah. night. We still have a show, whether it's the off season or the, or in season it's Texans 360. It's on channel 13, 11 o'clock. It's on the, the Texans TV network, you know, so it's on in San Antonio and Austin all over the, the state. But normally we'll shoot that thing on a Wednesday or Thursday and uh, it'll be me and a guest, you know, on a set, which is in the, you know, right across from the locker room in the stadium. And then we have two cameramen and it's a three camera shoot. And then there's a guy in back directing. Um, and sometimes he has somebody riding shotgun with him, helping him out. So you're talking about two, four, six people total, typically to get the show on the air. And now we're doing it with two. It's me and I'm, I'm shooting it from my bedroom with a you know, my camera phone. And then I, I text in videos. Yeah, well, I make sure they're out of there. And so uh, I text in the videos and he edits it together. So it's, it's mighty different. Man. So what's the setup going to be like for the draft this weekend? A lot of the same. You know, a lot of the same. I mean, we'll shoot off of our computers. We've gotten some cameras that, that hook in and some better sound. So we'll shoot off our com computers, hosting some happy hours, some interviews with, you know, fans and players and stuff like that so we'll be and then you know once the picks start coming in it's just like when you were there with me we'll have conference calls via zoom we'll write some articles hammer out some content and, and try to get you know get our fans to know who these guys are that have just become texans yeah i know usually after the draft you're doing cool behind the scenes videos you'll yeah. meet the guys at the airport and mic them up and go to yeah. their press conference and all that and not gonna have any of that this year i guess huh no, no, it's, it's tough, you know, and you bring that up. So 10, 11, 12, and 13, I met our first round pick the morning after at the airport. And it was, you know, JJ Watt walking out of uh, the secure area. And it's me and Sean Washington, who used to work with the Texans. First people he met, I'm like, hi, JJ, good to meet you. Welcome to Houston. I'm Drew Doherty. Put this microphone on. And we just followed him around and, and saw some really cool stuff with him. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I, I miss it. It's, it's, you know, you remember what it was like. It's like a game day, three days in a row. And mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing better about our job than game day. So uh, yeah. it's still going to be fun, but it's just not going to be the same. Uh, Debbie said, we love Texans 360. We also just uh, had our friends at Running Game, HTX just yes. join. Uh, I got to give them a shout out because they, that's pretty much, their t-shirts are basically my uniform these days. Like, I haven't worn long pants in three weeks. Uh, but we I should I, be I, wearing some some running game right now. I should. Huh? I know I'm, I'm doing doing the company thing, but I've usually got my H Town T-shirt on, my navy blue H Town, that red H O U, where it's that's awesome. Uh, the clutch one. I love love running game clothing. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize you were wearing a Texans polo. I see the <laughs> logo below there a little bit now, but yep. yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, running game is awesome. Uh, they make some of the best best gear out there and uh one of these we'll have to do another one of these drew where we're both rocking our stuff we need to get um, them on too man Sheesh. yeah yeah absolutely um so if anybody has questions for drew send them in uh don't hold don't feel the need to hold anything back um he's got thick skin but um, yeah, hold a little bit back if you need to <laughs> we can i want to take questions throughout as we're going through yeah, yeah. as well but um but I, I wanted to talk just a little more about um, what it is that you do for the team, what you've done for the team, and also uh, some stories, some reminiscing. Um, and we'll hit you – I'm going to hit you with a few questions at the end, Drew, uh, much like your Drew's Dozen 
okay. podcast, uh, which you had me on for not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a dozen questions for you, but I'll have a few good ones at the very end. Um, and so, first of all, um, you went to you mentioned um, to me on the phone earlier. You're doing something with your alma mater, Strake. Um, yeah. Of course, Strake College Prep here in Houston. Uh, what do you have coming up there? Well, they do their gala every year, you know, to raise money for the school. And uh, they're just like everybody else. Their gala is not happening. It's not going to be uh, going on. So they, they're transitioning and doing it online, uh, virtually. And so I'm going to host, as well as DP Sidhu. Uh, she's got a son. He's a sophomore at Strake Jesuit. So we're going to kind of co-host. It'll be a condensed thing where we introduce a bunch of uh, auction items, stuff like that, kind of give information. But, you know, trying to help out and still raise money and, and uh, it's a great place. I loved it. I had four wonderful years there. Um, got so many great friends. I still keep in touch with on a daily basis. And um, yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome spot. I think uh, a lot of people that um, may be watching or people that you meet probably wonder how you got your job, how you end up working uh, in pro sports, working for the Houston Texans, doing media on camera. Uh, that is a very would be a very long-winded answer, I'm sure. But let's go back, way back. Um, one of your first jobs um, doing – well, where did you get your start you're out, of, out of college? Bank one. So, like, I, <laughs> I, had a, I got a job, uh, I think, in December of my senior year with in, a, in, like, a management training program with Bank One, who's since been absorbed by Chase. It was a bank. One was a big, big bank. Um, but I, I got this job. I started like a week after graduation and it was an, kind of like an upper, you learned all these aspects of the banking industry and God bless those people that do that. But it was, I mean, I was daydreaming the whole time. I didn't, I, I, I was just like, Oh, I got to get a job. You know, I, I couldn't get it. I didn't think like a job in sports was realistic. So I did that for like five months and a girl that I'd written with at the school paper at SMU she called me up and said, Hey, I, uh, I'm getting married and I'm moving to Seattle. Uh, would you like to interview for this job that I have already? Cause I'm leaving. I'm like, what do you do? And she told me, and basically she was a producer at a sports uh, of a sports talk show on TV. Um, at this, it was like a 24 hour news. So it was like a CNN for Texas, basically. So I like, pounced on that, like a fumble. I got the job started in October, 2000 and then left December of 04. Cause they laid, 60 of us off out of like 75 that worked there. So mm. I did that for four years. I started out as a producer and produced all the way through probably about three different shows at the, at the end of it all. And then I was filling in as, a, as an anchor, as a sports anchor on some of these shows. So that's where I got my start. And then you spent some years in Lubbock. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech. So any football fans out there um, are surely familiar with Mike Leach, who's now the head coach of Mississippi State. But I remember – I think not too long after I met you, um, I found out, and I, I thought this was the coolest thing ever. Uh, Mike Leach had a show that he did, and there was this famous clip of him um, where he's the head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders and known as a very quirky guy, and he just started giving dating advice, I yeah. think, on the show. And then come to find out when you started working for the Texans that you were the guy who asked him those questions on that show. He was awesome. I loved working with him. And You'd, we'd go and we'd ask him those questions on Wednesday because that was a segment of the show where the fans got to ask stuff. But like the bulk of the show was the interview you did with him after the game, which <laughs> like 
the game would end and he'd, you know, do a quick radio interview with the, the people as he's walking off the field. Then he'd talk to a team, to, to the team. He'd go up and do like the mass media interview. And then um, we'd walk back onto the field and I'd, I'd have to get like seven, eight, sometimes 10 minutes out of him. But uh, the one you're referencing is somebody asked, uh, somebody asked, emailed in and they're like, where's a good place I should take a girl on a first date? And like he would get about 10, 15 questions each week that we'd whittle down and we'd present him with this sheet and we'd have them all there and, and he'd pick like four or five of them. And so after a Wednesday practice, we'd give it to him and he'd go like, that's a stupid question. Well, that's a good question. I like that. That's a, I answered that question last week. I don't, I don't want to. So he'd like just cross off. He's like, guys, what's a, where's a good place to take a first day? And we were just standing there and somebody said, a steakhouse? He's like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then he gave this like epic, you know, answer about it. It was really, it was, it was pretty funny. It was one of many. I mean, he, I got a zillion Mike Leach stories. You've heard half of them. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a fun time working out there. I was there. I was there from like their glory days, 05 season, 06, 07, and 08. You know, they went to yep. the Cotton Bowl two of those years. They won the Gator Bowl. Reckon uh, Tech. Yeah, they were good, man. They were, they were really good. That was when Crab, I was on the field when Crabtree scored that touchdown against UT. So it was, it was fun. Oh, yeah. I remember I was at a, uh, a debutante ball in Houston when that happened. Uh, and I was rooting hard against the University of Texas because they beat my <laughs> USC Trojans in that Rose Bowl with Vince Young. And yeah. when Crabtree scored that touchdown, I, I stood up and uh, clapped really loudly and pumped my fist, and everybody else was a UT fan and just gave me a death stare. But, uh, but and then how about out. like a year later, you and I, uh, we see Crabtree's first game because he held out like his half of his rookie year, and then his first game was in Houston against the Texans when he was with the 49ers. Right. Caught, caught like four passes for seven I, Yeah. I remember you always rooting for those Texas Tech guys, even when yeah. the Texans would play against them when uh, – Wes Walker, <laughs> I think, got a big kick return for the Rams. No, 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 Amendola gets the Rams. Danny Amendola, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, gave you a hard time about that back then. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, so, what was your first year with the Texans? Oh nine, two thousand nine. They uh, they went nine and seven that year. Final game, they beat the Patriots, and they beat the Patriots. And they were, and after the game, they're they're in the playoff. Yeah, my connection's getting a little spotty. I don't know if that's on my side or, or yours, but yeah. Yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, you and I both worked there. Yeah, I'm here. Can the connection's breaking up a little bit. You with me, Drew? Might have lost Drew. Debbie, yeah, Debbie says Drew is cutting out. I thought so, too. We might try Drew again if we can hang tight, everybody. Drew, we may have to move to another room again. 
Back. See you now. Got me? We're back. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. We're there. All right. It's all right, Hey, Ford is on. Sweet. Uh, it's the magic of live internet television here. Yeah. Oof. You can edit this. This will be, this will look, nobody will know what we're talking about in the, in the edit process. So, uh, but where were we? <laughs> Uh, you were talking about the 2009 season, your first year of the team, uh, ending nine and seven there. Um, I remember that well. Uh, we were also, I mean, I, I think nothing beats probably the 2011 season uh, when the team made the playoffs for the first time. Um, wh what do you remember most about that, about that year when uh, the TJ Yates days, when they finally broke through and made the playoffs? Just such a fun bunch. I mean, we had started on the nose uh, that year, and then they won. You know, they they were at 500 about a couple months in. I think they were three and three, and then they just took off. Uh, Shab went down, and then you know, Liner. We were kind of excited about Liner because he was, you know, he'd had some skins on the wall and had done some stuff at USC, and he lasts like less than a half, and then TJ comes in and. Um, Man, what a – like that – I'll never forget that Cincinnati game there against the Bengals, you know, uh, just so much fun because they, they led – the Bengals led that game for all but two seconds. And it was – I was on the field for that final drive, and I'm superstitious to a degree. So I stayed in one spot on the Texans sideline, basically where they began the drive, like deep in their territory. So I didn't move and just watched them march up the field until they scored. And that Owen Daniels catch – where he kind of snagged it with one hand. It's, it's one of the greatest catches, and you can't – it doesn't do justice. The only thing that does just justice is the angle I saw because I saw him, like, reach his paw out and pull it in. It was amazing. I mean, just play after play after play. It was so much fun. Have you ever been hit by a football when you're standing on the sideline? Uh, when I was in – when I was covering the Red Raiders at Stillwater in 2007, it was about 115 degrees on the field, and – I guess the Oklahoma State quarterback was practicing like quick throws to the sideline, and one like skipped and hit me in the side, but it wasn't nothing bad. It was always a big fear of mine. Like anytime I'd go down on <laughs> to the field during a game, that somebody's going to spike a football in the end zone and hit me in the face, and I end up on Sports Center. But yeah, I'm surprised that didn't ever happen because normally you're on your phone, and like I always joke that your chin is connected to your chest because you're always looking at your phone. I'm surprised that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, the phone is like an appendage pretty much for me, but um, some things, I guess, don't change in that regard. But um, so now you've got we, – we mentioned the draft coming up this weekend. Of course, it doesn't seem like the Texans have a pick until next year, but I know it's actually tomorrow, uh, pick number 40. Uh, and so we've got – what do we have, seven picks in the draft this year? Seven, yeah. I get three in the seventh, the second, third – Miami's fourth, and then uh, a fifth. So, yeah. So, what's the prognosis? Uh, I know it's hard to project, you know, in terms of particular players when you're, you're looking at number 40 overall as your first pick. But um, where do you think uh, – what direction do you think the team might be going in the draft this year? I think they're going to get something in the front seven with that first – whatever that, whenever that first choice is. And I'd, I'd sort of be mildly surprised if they did not – trade back I think they're gonna trade back a little bit to try and get some more draft capital but I I still think 
whether they're picking 40th or later in the 40s or in the 50s, I think they're going with a defensive lineman, whether it's, you know, a pass rusher or somebody on the interior. I do think they want to beef up the depth and the, the quality there. I think they like some of the guys that are coming back from both injury as well as, uh, you know, just a Uh, Jacob Martin, Duke Edgefor, you know, they're, they're guys that they, they've got kind of interesting ideas about. So I think they're going to try and get better at, at pass rush, unless there's just a freak wide receiver cornerback that's fallen. Um, I think that's the route they go. Getting a lot of likes on these comments uh, from a few of the people in here. So thank you very much. And thanks everybody who's watching. Uh, I think you're, you're a popular guy, Drew. The people right. love what you have to say. Um, what, I'm, do you have any idea what's going to happen after the draft as far as can, how can players communicate with the team, pick up the playbook, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, they're doing it via zoom. Um, on the 27th is when the off season program starts. It was going to start, you know, at, at the stadium on the 20th, but they're going to do it all via zoom and via discord, um, you know, next week, 27th, and they'll go through May 15th. It'll be tougher, but, you know, you and I saw this to a degree. We saw this during the lockout year, 2011. I mean, they didn't do anything until training camp uh, because it all ended late, late July. You had free agency. Texans, you know, made that big splash, getting J. Joe, getting Daniel Manning on the same day. Those were huge signings and, you know, helped change the course of the franchise, really. But it's going uh, to be tough, and I think that's why we've seen some of these moves as far as getting veterans in here. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien talked about it last week on a, on a conference call with the media. He doesn't think it's going to be a good year for rookies as far as I lost you there after you said something about rookies. Yeah, somebody keeps calling me. Some, some 346 number. What's 346? That's a Houston area code. It is? Yeah. Okay. Right. It's like the new Houston area code. Gotcha. I got you. Maybe Woodlands or beyond. I don't even know. Oh. But must be important. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense. It'd be a hard year for rookies, you know, because they're not able to spend as much time with the team. Uh, have they given you guys any sort of indications about when, when things might be coming back and when you might be able to go back to the stadium? You know, we're kind of like the rest of you guys. Uh, it's going to happen when this all calms down. I mean, we, we could say there's a good chance of this happening this day, or but we don't know. I mean, whenever it's safe enough to go back and, and everything with the county, uh, as far as county judges, what they decide, you know, I think then you'll see a plan in place. I would be surprised if they just let everybody back in at once. I would kind of think they cycle back in and, and let, let people back in slowly because of the social distancing and everything. But yeah, we don't we don't have a time yet or a day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to see you know some of the projections. I mean, you figure the fall will be fine, um, but then again, who knows with getting large groups of people together and all that. Have you been uh, brushing up on your your Madden skills like a lot of uh, <laughs> like a lot of the actual NFL players are doing? Man, I I see all this stuff about people being bored. And people binge watching shows and people I saw somebody I who I'm like I'm pretty fond of on 
Instagram the other day say, if you have come out of this whole experience with a new hobby or a new side hustle or something, you know, productive, you failed. And it's like, <laughs> I would love to have free time. I mean, I've got four kids and, and my wife has a job and I have a job. Like we are exhausted at the end of the day and our day doesn't end until we got our kids in bed at like nine, nine fifteen. So yeah, I, I've not, uh, what was the question? I don't even no. know. <laughs> You've been playing Madden? No, I've not been playing Madden. No, I've not. Only Madden I have is in Spanish for some, I think Enrique Vasquez gave me a copy one time. The only, the only games we play, we haven't played in a long time. We have a uh, karaoke game called Lips. Sometimes my wife and I'll sing, sing that one. It's fun. Very nice. Everybody wants to rule the world. So, yeah. What's that? Everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. That's my go-to. So I did not know that about you. As many years as we've been friends. Yeah, I've never tagged along with you and Cody and Barwin at uh, Glitter Karaoke. So. Well, yeah, Connor Barwin does not does not sing karaoke. Um, I tried to get him to sing a song once, and he literally just left. Um, when I put a, I, I think I put a song in. It was. Lisa Loeb stay. Um, and I just put it in for him Great with the song. DJ. Yeah. And they called his name and he just walked out the door. I don't know. He might be mad if I told you that, but sorry. Lisa Loeb, a little bit of trivia. She's from Dallas and she sings the song, the intro song. I, th I think it's for Oliver and Mouse to show that my children love. So yeah, I, nice. I saw that the other day. Yeah. There you go. Grace, uh, Grace Gibson, my fiance just chimed in and said, such a good song. Great. Uh, thank you, Grace, for she's watching in the other room, I think. By the way, this background um, here was uh, courtesy of Grace. She propped it up for me and everything. It's beautiful. You win the background battle. My, I, I had to move. So, yeah, tell, tell Grace congrats and, uh, and give her a big hug for me. So. I want to show you something else, too, as we're sitting here. Um, this is, we're in the office in my place. Uh, that there. About was that. an old uh, gift from Tony Wiley, the VP of communications for the Texans. Obviously, it says, picture this, Reggie Bush is a Houston Texan. That was an actual um, SI Kids mock-up they made um, when the Texans – so the Texans actually thought they were going to draft Reggie Bush. I think even the, the PR staff did. Yeah. They were working with Sports Illustrated. Oh, I messed my background up now. Hold on. There we go. They were working with Sports Illustrated to make that. Um, and that was a, a gift that Tony Wiley, um, who left the Texans work for the Redskins, gave to me when I, when I left the Texans. But, you know, speaking of the draft, one of the ultimate what ifs, I think, what if, what if Reggie Bush was on the Texans? What if Vince Young was on the Texans? But I, I guess we did all right. We were talking about this last night on the radio. Uh, so I'm out in Lubbock when that happened. And I just covered the Alabama versus Texas Tech Cotton Bowl. And Bama won that by a field goal. Great defensive struggle. And D'Amico Ryans was on that team. And I got to interview D'Amico before the game. He's a really impressive guy. And uh, somebody asked him, like, are you guys going to blitz? Because it's such a weird offense. He's like, nope, we're just going to play our defense. And then, like, in the game, he blitzed twice. Looked like he was shot out of a cannon both times. He, he sacked Graham Harrell. Or, no, Cody, sacked Cody Hodges. But uh, when the Texans took Mario Williams, I was done. I was like, I'm done with these guys. They should have taken Vince Young. He's the Michael Jordan of football. This is the dumbest. I'm ne I'm never gonna watch a Texans game again. Well, then the second round comes. Second round starts, and they take D'Amico Ryan's, and I was like, 
Well, I like that pick, actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give him a chance. Uh, I like that. And he, he wound up being the best player out of that draft class. Yeah, that was a great draft because you had Owen Daniels in there. You had Eric Winston there. But, I mean, D'Amico, D'Amico was amazing. And you wound up being the uh, most valuable player of the Texans front office 10 years later. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Well, I mean <laughs> – Kind of joking, but you did win the uh, – everybody, I think, should know this, that uh, you won the Spirit of the Bull Award yep. a year ago, which the Texans annually give out to the basically employee of the year. Yeah. Uh, and was very, very proud to see that come through. And I, I saw, I think, Vita post about it on social media, your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, I mean, was well-deserved, man. I think you'd been there about 10 years and – uh, you know, who would have thought when you were trashing the Texans when they drafted uh, Mario Williams that all those years later you'd end up there? Bananas, man. 14 years after that, yeah. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun day. That, that, that was, that was have, we always have a fun party. It's like the end of the year business meeting, and uh, they announced that, who, who wins that award. It's pretty cool. They had a band, um, you know, beforehand and after playing songs. It was, it was, it was a good time, so it was a happy day. Well-deserved, well man. Uh, very well-deserved. Uh, I mean, I – uh, as many years I worked for the Texans, six years, I guess, to be exact. Uh, never heard anybody say a bad thing about you. So oh, uh, very happy to see that. But um, I did want to ask you uh, a little bit, too, about you mentioned our time in Hawaii going to the Pro Bowl. That was fun. Uh, what, are, uh, what are some of your favorite memories there of uh, Pro Bowl experience and, and getting to travel, getting to travel with the team in general? Traveling with the team in general, that's the, unless you're flying on your own plane or flying first class, I mean, there's no better way to travel. I think it's probably better than flying first class because you get to the stadium in the morning and you go through security there and you get on a bus. The bus has a police escort to the airport, so you don't have any traffic. It drives right onto the tarmac. You get off the bus, you pick up your bag, you walk 10 feet and walk up the uh, steps onto the plane flight attendants are there they're happy to see you give give everybody hugs as they get on would you like some snacks would you like some drinks i mean there's also all sorts of food and drink to eat uh and and it's just uh you have a, a row not a row but a seat in between you it's just the yeah. way to fly i mean it's it's awesome and then it's the same thing once you land you have you go get whisked away to a nice hotel and it's it's cool it's really i miss cool. yeah i miss that i remember going from the first time i traveled with the team to flying southwest like a week later and I fly Southwest now for almost everything, but yeah, that was a, that was a wake up call. <laughs> oh, I, my first year. So Oh nine, I was dating my wife. Uh, she's now my wife, Vita. And uh, we went to Baltimore to visit family in November after the buy. So it's, it's like mid November and um, we get on the plane and, you know, we're still dating. So there's one, there's two seats and one of them was the window. One of them was the middle. And so I was like, no, you take the you take the window. So I was like being the good guy. So I'm like sitting in the middle seat. So I texted you and our former boss, Nick Shank. I was like, WTF. I didn't get a hug. There's no steak on this plane. I'm sitting in the middle seat. I had to go through security at the airport. And you guys had, had good responses to that one. So that was fun. Yeah. Back in the good old days, man. Um, so what have you been uh, picking up from your kids during your time at home? I, I saw, I've seen you posting a lot of entertaining Instagram videos, makeup, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, so every basically every day begins with a walk. I take the two little ones, the four-year-old who you just saw a little bit earlier in this. I take the four-year-old and the two-year-old on a walk, and we go about 30 minutes around the neighborhood just to kind of get the twins going on their their morning Zoom classroom sessions. And so uh, we do that, and then my my the my girl twin Marie, she was putting makeup on the baby, the girl the the two-year-old a few days ago and basically just coated her face with paint you know she looked like a clown and uh it was a good time it was a good time so check it out on my instagram uh store i'll have to put that back up like seems like seems like they're keeping you very entertained for sure oh uh, very entertaining there's lots of yelling from them lots of screaming you know throughout the week so yeah there's always something going on in this household the uh i know you were kind of uh, making fun of people who are picking up new hobbies and things like that, but I'm not making uh, fun of them. I'm envious. I wish no. I could. I was gonna I'm say I actually. It. I'm all for it. I just don't have the time to. I just got a uh, a keyboard in the mail that uh, as a late birthday present that I'm excited to uh, try and start learning to play the piano. We'll see. Oh, but... I thought you were talking about like to type better. I didn't know if you. Were... No, no, no. Like a musical. Oh, that's good. I play a little bit of piano. You should definitely go for it. It's good. It'll help your. It'll expand your brain in different ways. Definitely good. Maybe I'll hit you up for some lessons. You can do a, a lesson on Instagram Live. Okay. Um, all right. So I've got a few questions here for you to, to wrap this up. Go. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Drew Drew Doherty, host of Houston Texans TV, with, uh, been with the Texans for about 10 or 11 years. You have a great uh, segment that you do um, on HoustonTexans.com called Drew's Dozen. And a dozen questions, and you had me on not too long ago, which I appreciate. That was a good I think time. I've got, uh, I think I have five questions for you. All right. Um, so almost half of a dozen uh, to wrap things up here. So uh, number one, what is the dumbest question that you've ever asked on air? Oh, gosh. Uh, I've done it. I, I know I've done it. I can't think of one right but trust me i've done it and uh i can't i can't think of any right now any embarrassing uh, moments you know I, tough, it, I don't think it was a dumb question but uh my, the first time i went to a press conference in lubbock bob knight where bob knight was a basketball coach for a little bit uh i asked him something like it was it was a preseason press conference and i asked him something like uh he'd been talking about he had a bunch of players coming in from either junior college or they were freshmen and the learning process was uh, taking some time. And so I think I asked like, well, is there any way that you can accelerate the learning process? And like, he was about to answer, I could tell he was about to answer the question. And then he remembered, Oh, I don't know who this guy is. So I've got a Bob Knight and he was like, accelerate the learning process. That's something you people, you journalists come up with. And it's just like, I was like, okay. And so, and then afterwards, everybody else was like, don't worry, he does that to everybody who doesn't know. So, yeah, that was about it. But I, but I have asked dumb questions. I do it routinely. I just can't remember off the top of my brain. But I'm going to think about it while you ask me other stuff. Okay. Well, you're a pro, and I don't think you have very many dumb questions. But, but I have, I'm, I have. I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, who is faster in a pool, Drew Doherty or Michael Phelps? Oof. You know, 
Yeah, uh, he's the greatest champion of all time, any sport, any sport, because he's done it longer and won at a higher level than anybody. Yeah, so, yeah. So he he is obviously that's one thing that I'm really like. I think I'm in a great spot because I've got my job and everything and I'm healthy. But that's what I like the guilty pleasure I'm missing not being able to swim laps because I that's how I exercise uh, these days. I swim before I go into work and yeah, the pool is closed and the weight room's closed, so I'm not getting to do that. So I'm missing. Yeah, prolific swimmer. Record, record. Say, what did you win? Like three state titles at Strake? Didn't swim in <laughs> high school. <laughs> Didn't swim in high school. I weighed about a buck forty-five. I was about three or four inches shorter than I am now, but still had the same size head. So, um, <laughs> like a massive head. Uh, I was a runner. I, I ran cross country and track, and I was like, I was a good, you know, good high school runner on a pretty good team. But that was about it. All right. All right. Another thing I love about you is uh, you are a big history buff. Um, and so my third question, so who was the 22nd president of the United States? Oh, man. 22nd. Is that when they had all those Ohio? New 22. York 22. Is that, is that when they had all those? There's no Ohio significance to that number. I just, I just picked that one to, at random because I feel like you know all of these. I don't know. Is it Warren G. Harding? It's Grover Cleveland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Expected Actually, better from you. He was so. from Ohio or New York, wasn't he? I think he's from Ohio. Yeah, because there was, was like a – there's like – those two states had the president for like 20, 30 years in a row. What's yeah. I always enjoy your little tidbits about history um, from from our time together in the press box and uh, <laughs> other days. So uh, you've shown me some good uh, Twitter accounts to follow in that regard as well. Oh, thanks, um, True or false, SMU is better known as the USC of Texas. No, no one's ever said that. No one's ever, now, people have said USC is the SMU of the West, but no, no. The, the, the comparison, they're similar schools in that they're private schools and, uh, you know, they're good, ed, uh, good education, I think, but that's about it, man. That's about it. All right, all right. Drew went to SMU, I went to USC, and we often uh, talk about this. Like you had, you got to cover national champion teams. Yeah, I mean, some of the greatest teams in college football history, really. Like that span that you were there. Yeah. Whereas I was at SMU in the late 90s, and they went six and five my sophomore year, and they, lost, they had losing seasons every other year. They played in the Cotton Bowl for their home season or home games, where that's, that seats, what, 70, 80,000 people. And we'd put like 18,000 people. So, I mean, you could stretch out and you could have like nine seats to yourself if you wanted. But, I mean, we had fun, but we weren't very good. Well, this last question is, is a little bit of a softball. Um, should be easier. But um, who is your favorite player on the Texans to interview past and present? So, one from each or just all time? Yeah, both. Uh, well, all Two. time is Cody. Cody's so much fun. John you know? Cody. Yeah, Sean Cody. Because we, we had that show with him, and, you know, we count him as a friend. He's, you know, he's always up. He had a Billy Eilish cutout in his thing that I did with him last week. I mean, he's always up for something. You know, always going to do something goofy. Uh, yeah. Current, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the current team. There, there's so much, there's so many, you know, like JJ is one. He's always cool to chat with. Um, but then you got a guy like AJ Moore who he's led the team in special teams tackles the last two years. You'd love him. 
He's from Mississippi. He went to Ole Miss. And yeah, I'm he, sold already. He has a twin brother named CJ, who is also a special teams like leader for the Detroit Lions. And um, like he he would he would be farming if he weren't uh, playing football right now. He's, we, I've had some good conversations with him. He's really really cool. Um, but I mean, you you could name a guy, and I could tell you some fun stuff, fun interactions I've had with him. And uh, they're just it's a locker room full of cool people. So yeah. Uh, I talked a little bit with Colin Gillespie, the fullback, awesome. Another good this one. year. Yeah. yeah, 12th man at A&M. Whitney Merciless, I got to throw him in there. He's really – John Weeks, our long snapper, he's a pro bowler. I mean, he's, he's great. Like, just all these different types of characters and personalities, there's so much fun to talk to him. Yeah. All right, going back to the first question, the dumbest question you've asked on air. Uh, you know – I can't, can't think. I can't think of it right now. I, I wish I had, if I'd have prepped, I would have known. Um, the Bob Knight one said, like, okay, so the first time, you know, I do the sideline reporting now for the Texans for the preseason games, and uh, I have to ask Bill O'Brien a couple questions as he's walking in the locker room at the half. And That's the very first game he coached, 14, out in Arizona, I mean, the Texans – at, it was the they lost. They were down like twenty-four to nothing at the half. They did everything wrong, and I mean, there was literally there are few things you could really ask him that you know because I work for the team. You, you know, they want they want the team. There's nothing positive up. you can say. Yeah, and so I just kept it generic. I was like, uh, you know, what do you think of the first half? What do you need to do? And uh, he's like, got to coach better, got to play better. And so I asked a follow up. And he said, got to coach better, got to play better. And I knew what the score was. I knew what the, the – you know, I was just like, okay, coach, thanks a lot. We'll see you later. <laughs> and just let him go. Because he didn't want to – and I don't blame him. He didn't want to talk to me. But uh, nothing was to be gained if I had kept going on and going in at him. But, like, a lot of people had, had a good laugh at that one. Understand. Yeah. So. I think – at least into something I wanted to ask you as well. Um, you know, I remember I, – so I stopped working for the Texans in 2013, yeah. right after um, the Texans had gone – 12 and four uh, won the division two years in a row. It looked like a Super Bowl caliber team. And then they went two and 14. And I just thought about the whole next season, how hard that must've been. I mean, for everybody there on the team, but um, to be doing your job where you're on the radio, you're on TV, you're on Twitter and you're saying positive things about the team. How do you tune some of that stuff out and just, uh, and just focus on, you know, positive things when, for example, you know, DeAndre Hopkins trade happens and everyone's being so critical. How do you strike that balance and, and just try and keep moving, looking forward and keeping positive? Well, listen, I understand the anger. I mean, I, about both of us, about then and about now, I understand where people – people want a winner. People want a Super Bowl champion. I do too. Um, I think what made 13 really easier to deal with in that regard was we had had our – my wife and I had had our twins that spring, like late May. So, like, yeah, we're in the midst of a 14-game losing streak, but, you know, I've got baby, like six-month-old babies to worry about. And so that kind of took a lot of attention away. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of good about compartmentalizing and just not thinking about stuff. So, I, you know, I, when I left the office, if I didn't need to be thinking about stuff, I could kind of tune out. And that made it easy because there were a lot of distractions with the, the twins in a good way. You know, it was – it was fun seeing them grow up. It was – that made it a lot easier. And then now, you know, we've got a two-year-old and three other kids. So I think I have a pretty good 
perspective on things. But, you know, I understand why people are mad. I told, I, we all do. Everybody that works for this organization, Bill O'Brien understands. I mean, and everybody wants to win here. And we're going to see what happens. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what this year holds. But, yeah, we, you know, we know, we know what time it is. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, I'm a little bit excited and intrigued to see what happens with uh, David Johnson, um, the running yeah. back who was acquired in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, a lot of this got Brandon Cooks and, you know, the wide receivers, some of the guys that are coming back, the tight ends, Duke Johnson, I, you know, the, the offensive line last year, you know, when they had that, t that, that set up uh, that we think will be the, the one this year where it was left to right, Tunsil Sharping, Martin, Fulton, and Howard. When those guys started together, they only started six games together, but they were five and one when they started together. So they were, that, that was a, a successful combination. So you got to make sure they stay healthy because you can't, can't rely on six games you know, every year. But uh, I think the foundation is in place up front with Tunsil, with Sharping, with Martin, with Howard, and you know, maybe Fulton. We'll see what happens there. But you know, that's four guys who are pretty young and pretty productive and you know, just starting to reach their yeah. peak. Well, I've become Tunsil was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've become increasingly pessimistic as the years go on, but you just got me a little bit excited there, Drew. Yeah, uh, and then, but, but the biggest thing of it all is, man, that, that does sting. It really stings seeing Hopkins leave. He's one of the greatest Texans ever. Yeah. Uh, but Deshaun Watson's coming back, and that's all that matters. I mean, with, if that guy's under center, you're in it. You know, you've got a chance every single game. So, yeah. Yeah, that's well, the thing to remember above all else. No matter who's coaching, no matter who's playing around him, as long as he's in there, you have a chance. Absolutely. Uh, we just had Ryan Lachane join from Riel. And awesome. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, he was on yesterday. Uh, German Texan said hello as well. Uh, but so it sounds like we've got some reasons for optimism whenever football does return. Hopefully it returns on time. Yeah. Um, Debbie the Texan said that's exactly right to your comments, I think, Drew. Um, can you, uh, looking forward to all the coverage of the draft this weekend on HoustonTexas.com, uh, can you just tell everybody who is joining now um, what you guys have on tap and, and what the Texans have on tap this weekend? Yeah, we'll have, make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram uh, because you know, we're going to have stuff on Zoom. We'll have, have a pre-draft show tomorrow night uh, before we get, get picking and get, get going. Once the picks happen, we'll have Zooms with some of the players. Uh, you'll hear from Bill O'Brien on Texans Radio. John Harris, one of my best friends, you know, he's going to be on for, I think, like 97 hours straight this weekend, starting tomorrow, starting tonight, you know, basically going till like late Saturday afternoon. Nobody knows, you know, the college game like this guy, and, mm -hmm. and he meshes it with his knowledge of the NFL. I and mean, he, you'll learn something talking to him every time. Personalizes everything. It's really cool. So we've got so much coming your way. I mean, I've shot that video, and I've sent it to you and our former boss, Nick Shank. I've shot the video of, like, everybody in our room, and there's, like, 16 people in our apartment. It used to just be me, you, him, and we'd, we'd share an intern with some folks. So we've yeah. grown with that. So is our company. Yeah, I had, like, half a cubicle that jutted into the copy machine that all the coaches <laughs> use. But, yeah, you guys have come a long way for sure. Yes, we sure have. So that's all at HoustonTexans.com and then the Houston Texans Twitter, mobile. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, and the mobile app too. I mean, you make, make sure you have the Houston Texans mobile app because, I mean, that'll hammer you with information if you let it. Are you posting content on the Texans social media pages these days? 
No, no, no. I used to kind of help with that, but no, I, they have like professionals doing it now. So we've yeah. got we've got some other people doing. You're that. a professional, Drew. Don't, yeah, don't but do uh, we got some hipper, you know, younger folks that, that know what the score is doing it. So. Yeah. They used to scare the crap out of me when I would just look at my phone and I'd open up Twitter and it would go from my account to the team account automatically. Yep. And I was always worried I was going to be like that intern that got fired for tweeting the wrong thing by accident. But And you never were, man. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back for that. That's, that's a gamble, man. And every time you open your phone, that's a gamble. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I didn't wear a Texan shirt. I'm sorry I didn't wear a running game shirt. But uh, I'd expect nothing Astros. less, from you, man. I like I like the Hawaiian shirt. It looks good. That's that's yeah. who you are. I'm trying to do it for every one of them, man. But um, Drew, I appreciate you coming on, man, and looking forward to all the coverage of the draft. Uh, glad to see your smiling face as always. And um, like I said, we'll be attempting to save this and post it on IGTV. Um, we'll put it up on YouTube, and uh, we should have an audio version for people to listen to as well. But uh, Drew Doherty, the face of Houston Texans TV, best of luck this weekend, man. Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt are the face of the Texans. So thanks for the uh, – You're the face of Texans TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I miss you, man. I hope you're doing great. Uh, Glad you got Grace there to to, uh, quarantine with and give her a hug for us and – Hope we see you see you sooner than later with uh, with all this this going on, man. Same. Likewise, Davida and the kids. Uh, thanks to my mom. She said it's awesome seeing you, Drew. Margaret and uh, Debbie. Debbie said Debbie, she enjoyed it. Debbie is. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a better Texans fan than Debbie. You know. I mean, she really she brings it, and she's awesome. And I hope hope she knows that we appreciate her. So because well, we do really agree, and there's certainly not a better uh, internet TV host. I'm just kidding. You do more than just internet TV, Uh, but then you drew and uh, seriously, man, great talking to you. And um, we'll be looking forward to seeing all your content this weekend. Thanks bud. Good seeing you, man. All right. Take care.